Good morning, good morning. This is Brenda Shoshana back with another episode of Zen Wisdom for Your Everyday Life. And I'm very, very happy to be with you, with all of you. And I'm thanking you so much for joining and listening and sharing these moments. Very uh, everyday life is quite different these days, um, today, than it has been. It has a different flavor. But it's still today, every day, one day, each day. That's what our Zen practice is about. Just today, just this moment in time. You know, if we just just focus on this moment, this day, whatever comes, we can handle it very beautifully. If we focus, if we look ahead, look behind, look above, look below, all the way, always looking, looking, looking for something to change, to fix. It can seem, it, that looking, those thoughts, those fears, of course, they, they alter the quality of this moment where everything is safe and fine. And even if we come upon a difficult time, a difficult moment, an illness, a, 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 a problem in a relationship, whatever comes, we can handle it if we're just focusing upon this very moment, this very day. So now, the title of the talk for today is a little bit different. I'm calling it Move the Mountain Without Using Your Hands. And that's actually a koan. And it's a koan that I put together. Of course, I didn't put it together, only myself. The thoughts of it come from so many different streams. But these are homemade koans, koans that fit the moment, that fit today as it comes. And move the mountain without using your hands. Zen practice, along with zazen sitting for some, is also built upon, as I mentioned before, the practice of koan, koan study. And a koan is a problem that seems insoluble, that we cannot solve in the usual way, can't figure it out, can't get a handle on it. We may have a many, many strategies, but nope, doesn't quite do it, doesn't quite solve the koan. So the koans are often stated in a very illogical, seemingly inscrutable way. Something that you cannot figure out, like move the mountain without using your hands. Well, how can I do that? I mean, what is this all about? It could seem silly or confusing or upsetting, but actually there's deep, deep purpose in presenting it this way. The first reason is when we present a koan in this way, we're saying, hey, wait a minute, let's awaken a different part of ourselves. Let's not try to figure this out logically because you cannot. Maybe you can't even understand what, what the actual question or koan means. And of course, traditionally, there are many, many koans and we cannot figure out what they mean when we hear them. And that's good. Because it says right away, you cannot rely on your thinking, intellectual, logical mind to get through this one. And that's pretty similar in certain ways to what we're dealing with these days. What's the mountain? We are facing a huge mountain. I'm not saying 
that it isn't good to use our thinking brain and logic to do what it can do. There are things it certainly can do to help. But what it can do is far from the whole picture. And it really doesn't get to the heart of the matter. So what we need to, to really do to get to the heart of the matter and to see through the koan and to know it in a very different way is to wake up different parts of ourselves that have answers, that have direction. Wake up, wake up. <laughs> they might, you might hear a koan that says, wake up the treasure house within. Come on, wake it up. And that itself is so wonderful, a treasure house within. We, we not only have a treasure house of guidance, understanding, kindness, wisdom within, we are that. We are that, actually. We are the treasure house within. And what keeps us from accessing it is the fixation and obsession with our logical, intellectual mind that chatters away and that seems very smart and very clear and seems to have all the answers. And the truth is, when we really look, <laughs> when we really look at that logical or at that intellectual or at that chattering mind, m much of it has have no answers at all. Just go round and round in circles round and round in circles. Actually, it's quite an art to think clearly and, and, and to really find true direction. It can be done, but it's an art form. And training actually is required for it. And what we take for our usual intellectual, logical mind often is what we really call in Zen the monkey mind, the mind that just goes, jumps from one thing to another to another, cannot settle down. It gets, lands on one branch of a tree, not quite satisfied, jumps quickly onto another, the monkey mind. So koans come into your life to stop the monkey mind. Oh, Stop. It's interesting because we give so much credence to the monkey mind, to the rumors, to the fears, to what we call these days fake news. I find that so interesting, that term, fake news. From a Zen point of view, yeah, fake news describes simply it's another word for the world of illusion. Yeah, we have so much illusion. Fake news. <laughs> The fake news comes from outside ourselves, and believe me, it comes from within ourselves as well. All the little stories we tell ourselves, all the thoughts that are fake news, <laughs> and we believe them, one, two, three. One, two, three, we latch onto this report or that report, either from the outside or from the inside. And so many people have said to me, oh, I was scammed by this, I was conned by that. Well. Yes, perhaps, but once we're no longer scammed and conned by the fake news within, by the illusions and delusions that arise within, of course, then we can move the mountain without using our hands. Let's take a little time with that very interesting koan. Of course, 
What is the mountain that arises in your life right now? What seems to be bigger than you, solid, standing maybe in opposition to you? Ah, here am I, small, helpless maybe we might feel. And there is this mountain of problems, mountain of a huge pandemic. This is a mountain and I don't know what to do and I don't know how to do it. And I don't even know what it is. How did this happen? This is an incredible koan. Incredible koan. How did this happen? What's going on? We're all forced to ask that question these days in one way or another. And how do we move the mountain, which means how do we engage with the mountain? How do we how do we become even stronger maybe than the mountain because we can move it we can change it in a way we can help it dissolve if we can move the mountain then it's not something that's overwhelming us it's not something that's in opposition to us and in order to move the mountain we must get in touch with our incredible innate power strength to get beyond these forces of fake news, of delusion, of upset, of fear. So it comes at us in so many forms. And it, the, the real difficulty is that it seems so real. And in one way, it is in one way, in one way only, but we can move the mountain. That's what the basic teaching of Zen is really all about. We can move the mountain. We must see what is this mountain really. Not figure it out. Not think about it. Not talk it over or write a paper about it. But in order to really know the mountain from the Zen point of view, we must become one with the mountain. No, no separation. Wow. What a moment. What a moment when that happens, when we become one with whatever it is that seems so frightening, so difficult, something weird that's opposing us, standing in opposition to us. We let go of that way of holding our experience that way of seeing it and just become one with it. Allow it to have its life. Hello, mountain. Become friends with the mountain. Hello, mountain. You cannot <clears throat> know something if you're not friends with it, if you're not really one with it. Maybe your mountain is a waves of fear or waves of anger or waves of loss, lost job, lost a friend, whatever the, however the mountain appears, what we usually do is try to hide from it, run away from it. We definitely hold it as if it's bigger, stronger, immovable. This is never going to change. This is never going to go away. But as soon as we take a different stance, a different orientation, which is what Zen really is. It's a completely different orientation 
to your everyday life. The everyday life is everyday life. What comes, comes. What goes, goes. But it's you. How are you receiving it? How are you being with it? Can you move the mountain? So the first step, actually, in moving our mountain, whatever it is, rather than to fight it, to hate it, to try to change it on the external plane. See, we're not talking about the external plane here, but from the Zen point of view, the mountain is both outside and inside ourselves at the same time. It's our perception of the mountain. It's the way we're greeting the mountain. So first we want to be quiet in, in the face of this mountain. Of course, if we can become really quiet, quiet, no comments, <laughs> just quiet, no objections. That itself goes a long, long, long way in moving that mountain. The mountain can't stay there in that way when we are just quiet with it, no opposition to it. Connecting, when we're quiet, we connect with it. Just unconsciously, there we are. We're, be be we're becoming one with the mountain. So another way when we're quiet <coughs> and to become one with it, rather than pay attention to the mountain, when tried always, 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 always trying to deal with it in that way. For some of us, it's good to just take your attention off it. There it is. There you are. Pay attention to your breathing. You're still breathing. You're here. You're alive. You're breathing. The mountain is there. You're there. Your breath is there. The mountain, by the way, is breathing too. A lot of air goes in. A lot of air goes out. And it's good to just feel the problem, the koan, the mountain there with you. And, and let it be there. Now, that's the biggest first step. In moving the mountain because when we leave it alone we stop adding giving energy to it stop fighting it we allow it to be that we, we, we're just with it it begins to move it begins to change it begins to dissolve it begins to morph into something else it's inevitable that's just what happens Often we have a story about our koan or our problem or the mountain. Oh, it's this, it's that. We have, a, we have some kind of a, a story running, a subtext, we call it, as a playwriting. We call it a subtext, what goes on in the mind underneath everything. We have a story going on about the mountain, the problem, the virus, the government, whatever your mountain is. So when we're being in a Zen mode with it, we, we let go of that story. Don't pay attention to that story, that line of commentary. Just don't, pay, don't feed it. Don't pay attention to it because it often makes the mountain much more solid, much more immovable. It makes it immovable. The story holds it in place. It adds to the fear. It adds to the sense, oh my goodness, this is impossible. But nothing is impossible. Let go of the story. Let go of hoping for some kind of amazing resolution. Just be there. And, and, and you know, in that profound being together with the mountain, being one with it. 
you will clearly, clearly know the mountain. You'll know yourself. And you'll know that change has to happen, inevitably happens, and that the mountain isn't so solid at all. So such a beautiful moment when we see the mountain isn't really solid. It's here, and then it changes, and then it goes, and then it morphs, just like every one of us, just like life itself. By approaching the mountain in that way, it moves. You don't move it, it moves. And you know, you move too. You move in your understanding. You move in your compassion. You move in your strength. And you move in your ability to inspire others to be much more peaceful and much more calm throughout their mountains as well. So I, it's almost time to end for today. I really thank you for listening. This is very relevant for today. You know, you can learn more about this or read more about it in my book called Zen Play, Instructions on Being Fully Alive. It's on Amazon, and I'm recommending it because it's all about koan play, how, how, how to view your life and your problems and your difficulties as Zen koans, which, in fact, they are. It's a different way of being with it, and it's a way that can be very joyous, even in very difficult times. So again, thank you for listening. If you want to connect or talk to me or have a little bit of an exchange about this, please do. You can contact me at um, topspeaker at yahoo.com. The URL for this uh, podcast is zenwisdomtoday.com. And once again, thank you for listening. And, And I truly hope that you can have a week of playing with your mountain, of allowing it to be, of allowing life to be, allowing yourself to be, allowing things to move and change in a a wonderful way for us all. Thank you again. Here's a little poem to end for today. Sitting quietly and doing nothing, spring comes, and the grass grows by itself. All by itself. Have a beautiful day.